0: Hello, Dung Radio listeners. I'm K-pop and host Isak, and you're listening to Insider. Today, very fangirl moment for myself. I've been kind of stalking her on social media for a while, and she creates humbooks. They are size inclusive. She has amazing brand, and I have her in the studio today. She is CEO, Katharina. Hello. Hi. Nice to
1: see
0: you. <laughs> Hello. It's nice to meet you. You dropped your pen, didn't you? I did. Where did it go? Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New
1: Year. Happy New Year.
0: Okay. First things first, please introduce yourself to our listeners, just to kind of say hi
1: and who you are. Yeah. Um, my name is Katharina He, and I'm CEO of Hoya Evening Butterfly, the world's first plus-size friendly humbook. There we go. I sense a little bit of an accent. It's it's like I grew up in eight different countries, so it's like all it's all mixed. there. Okay, so like eight different there. countries includes where? Um, so well, I was I was born in America, but okay. like after seven months, we moved. Okay, of my dad's job. Okay, and then we moved to Yemen. Wow. And the Netherlands, and then we came to Korea when I turned seven. Okay. Then we moved to Germany, <laughs> and then we moved to Hungary, and then we moved to Canada, and then I. Went to college in America, so in total, like eight. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's just kind of a mix of different. I think so, but okay. I my ears are just really sensitive. So if I live in America long, if I stay in America and just talk with my American friends, then I kind of adapt. Start, yeah, adapt it. But okay. then when I come back here, it's it's funny because. Um all of my friends I met back in Europe are still here. Okay. Oh. so when I talk with them that wow. it just it kind of comes back. back
0: it goes back <laughs> I love it. Oh my god I love it I, and I love that you've been like living all around the world. so uh, I know that you've kind of been doing a few interviews here and there. Is radio like your first is this your first radio? yes <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> All right. So the kind of the reason why I was able to convince our staff to have you in the studio was because you create Mm Humboks, but you create them on a spectrum where they are size inclusive, especially for us girls who have a figure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We are not a stick. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, mm-hmm. which I feel a lot of humbooks have been designed to kind of fit over the years. Right. So, uh, kind of, let's talk about your brand. So, it, it is Hoya is the
1: brand. Yep, it okay. is. Okay. So, Hoya is your brand. Uh, when did this kind of start? Um, so, I actually remember the exact day when I opened my online shop. Okay. It was October 18th, 2020. Okay. And I just started very like as like a very small business Uh I was just making jewelry at the first time. Okay. Um, it's because I've been always super into East Asian cultures in general. Like I love Chinese culture, I love Japanese culture, I love Thai culture and everything. And I just really couldn't find that kind of style jewelry, like especially in America. Right. It was really hard to purchase uh-huh. unless you buy it in that country. Right,
0: and then have it shipped and then yeah. it becomes more money because you paid for like a $20 <laughs> thing, but then
1: it comes like $200 because of shipping. Yeah, the shipping issues, but also um, many online shops um, it's kind of hard to purchase unless you speak Korean oh, or yeah. unless you have the Korean, complicated Korean banking right, thing, right, right, thing right. on your phone. So... I always felt like, well, this kind of feels unfair. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, I'm gonna make it super accessible. Okay, <laughs> that's why I started it.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're you seeing uh, more inconveniences as a consumer helped kind of spark that basically yeah okay um now i mean an idea like that is is great i feel like a lot of people are probably sitting at their desktop right now Mm -hmm. and being like i've got an idea like that yeah i've got Mm -hmm. plenty of like inconveniences in any type of shopping i have Mm -hmm. but it it takes a an extraordinary individual to make that into like a business to like take that leap to start the process. Right. So, did you already have kind of like that hobby of making things like that, or were was it just like you know what I don't care if I have the money, I'm just gonna do it anyways. You know who cares if we go bankrupt? Like, how, was the, it like a gradual thing, or was it just like I'm gonna do this?
1: Um, it's kind of both, okay. actually, because um, well, that's more about clothing. Um, but when I started jewelry, it was more like, um, well, I did have a hobby before so it was my friend who taught me how to make them like, okay you know opening the jump ring and how to close right, right, them right. and then she was like oh this is basically how you create your own jewelry and i was like oh that's fascinating so i'm gonna like try as a hobby uh-huh and then i had like really small amount of followers but because i post them they were like oh do you, w- are you willing to sell it because right. i love okay. it okay so that's how i was like okay well I guess I could try because I lost my job due to COVID. So why not? <laughs> okay, so this kind of started pretty much at like the peak of the pandemic. So yeah. like just
0: the pandemic kind of helped change your life for a little bit more of a positive. Yeah, basically. Right, basically. <laughs> so you started off as doing jewelry, but then how did it kind of lead into doing humbucks? Because I feel that humbucks is a very...
1: It's a very simpler but yet complicated topic. Very different as well. Um, So, I always had a thought in my mind um, because I enjoyed wearing hanbok since I was like 14 or 15. Not like super traditional ones. Right, right, right. The modernized ones. Right. And, um could not find it in my size right well, maybe the only thing that fit me was the skirt because they a wrap skirt is right. pretty flexible but not the top or anything else and i was always thinking since i was 15 like okay maybe 10 years later there might be a bigger uh, size uh, uh, available uh. so i was basically a consumer okay. of modernized humbug but even ten years past, Nobody is making it. Right. So it kind of, kind of, it started with an anger, <laughs> basically, like, because some humbug brands did like promise the consumers, like, oh, we're gonna make a bigger size this time. But that was still like US twelve, so right, it's, like, large or extra large. But I was still like, okay, well, still, it's better than Nothing. me trying to right. fit into medium size. Right, right, right. I was, I was really happy, but they would like keep canceling it. When they promised it, and so like okay. it just felt unfair. Like I obviously understand the struggle of making hmm. um, bigger size clothes because first of all, firstly, like it's really hard to find a mannequin as well. Like right. I tried to find it, there's none. not yeah. <laughs> so I understand the struggle, but as a consumer, it just felt really unfair. Right. So yeah, it just a little fire to started in my heart. Right, and, so, and
0: you like, already had up. the business and accessories. So, I mean, you probably just had to kind of like build on that. That's all you needed to yeah, kind of do. Easy. You already had the business aspect mm-hmm. in there. So mm-hmm. all you would have to do is add more products. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of our listeners, Vicky, is overseas. And from what I know, your online store actually focuses more on, I feel, consumers in the U.S. currently. Uh, oh. Is this true? Uh, when you look at your consumer base and when you're sending, I've been noticing you have quite the uh, the phone calls with the oh. delivery services <laughs> through your stories. But um, where do you see most of your clientele coming from for the Humboks?
1: Um, I guess... America first because the shop itself is located in in the States. But interestingly, most of my customers who purchase in America are Korean-Americans or Korean adoptees. Okay. mainly um korean people okay Uh, because i know this because they always add like a little note when they check out they're like hi i'm korean adoptee i've been looking for this Mm. for ages thank you i get like all these messages that's how i know it okay
0: okay but uh our listeners we do have a lot of latin listeners honestly and if they were to order through your online show sending it to latin america is not a problem
1: Absolutely not a problem. Absolutely not a problem.
0: Okay. Even though she does spend most of her days on the phone with delivery companies, (laughs) it seems. (laughs) Um, So uh, you said that you got into, you know, as a hobby of being into accessories. And I think that making jewelry is one thing because I feel that if you have an idea, Mm -hmm. there's no real rule, so Mm -hmm. to speak to making jewelry, I would have to say I don't make it, so I, I can't say for sure. But mm-hmm. for clothing, what unfortunately I have found is there's things called patterns. Mm-hmm. And there's things... Yeah. There's like a whole new world mm-hmm. of like language-wise, like it's English, but it's not English. <laughs> it's Korean, but it's not Korean. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you do the manufacturing, it seems, here in Korea because yes. you seem to be going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So have you ever... St- Studied like sewing, or have you did you have any knowledge
1: of that before you started the humble client? So, um, I was going to major in fashion design actually, up oh. until I was 17, I was applying. Um, art colleges and art universities and I was very certain about it so I did learn how to use a sewing machine or not the pattern though not the pattern and design is completely different yeah right right but I did study fashion design up until 17 since my mom forced me to study art since (gasps) I was seven so I knew like basically how to draw and like everything okay okay so that kind of just came together so
0: manufacturing wise i've been noticing that you manufacture mostly here yep okay so even though the shop is in mostly up until now it's been in the states Uh you've been going back and forth here yes to get manufactured so for anybody who might wanted to start their own company like maybe they have the same fire that you have of, Mm -hmm. of a certain outfit or a certain line that they might want to be doing and they want to do this based in korea what is the first step? Do they go to Dongdaemun and meet up with the people that sew so there? Like, how does your manufacturing go from design to all of it? Design. To, so, um,
1: my case is pretty unique because I make cultural items, right? So, I thought, well, I could have done it in the states. To be honest, like, right? You know, because there is fabric market right, in right, the U.S. Right. too. There are manufacturers in the U.S. too, but because it's specifically Korean Hamburg, I wanted to be made in korea Mm. i wanted to um i wanted to gather korean hanbok makers and create this clothing line and i specifically wanted um older women to do it because they tend to not have many job opportunities or even if they're hanbok makers they get order like a custom order request maybe like five times a year right they don't make enough money if i wanted to give them a an opportunity, opportunity to wow. make money so our team is all women it's like there we go <laughs> all women it's woman power woman power over there yes
0: <laughs> yes okay so how does it start so do you kind of have zoom meetings with your staff and be like okay next Hanbok, this is the design we're going for. Like, are you treating this like a collection every time something is made? Or is it just kind of like print by print?
1: Or is it custom order? How how does it work for you? So very first time, what I first did was going to the traditional market. That's okay. where they have all the Hanbok fabric. Right. And then I picked out what I want to make with, you know, choose fabric carefully. And then I found a vendor. I tried to find somebody who's willing to Make this clothes. Okay. And fortunately, I did after, like, trying to find somebody who could do help me with it for, like, three weeks. Wow. Yeah, because I've been asking everybody. Oh, right, like, right, right, right. And traditional market can be a bit conservative. Right. They're, the first, they're like, right. Oh, I don't think a big, like, a big woman Looks great in Hamburg, Mm. but they kind of denied it. Right. But I convinced them. (laughs) I was kept like, please help us. That's how it did it. That's how it started in the beginning. Now, fortunately, I hired. Another woman designer who can help me with um, making a collection. So, like, for
0: future releases, we are going to be seeing
1: some more, like, collection-based themes. So, now um, I do a lot of Zoom meetings, especially (laughs) when I'm in the States at, like, 10 p.m. Right. I'm just like, okay, I want to make this now. Uh And then she would, basically, she would do something that I will have to do in Korea. She will go to the market and do, like, a fabric research Mm. and then... Like, I sent me a video or some pictures and see what do you think about mm. this one? Um, it's kind of complicated, right? I cannot feel the fabric, right, right. Yeah, but she has to explain. She's like, this is like really silky satin. It's like shiny, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Um. Sure. Okay, sure, I'll take your word for it.
0: Well, yeah, because uh, I still can't do it too, but I was learning how to sew and my teacher does it. So apparently anybody who is actually like designed or has studied uh-huh. design, it's a habit of theirs to take swatches and just be like, oh yeah touch 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 and she will touch like a bazillion things that look exactly the same she's like no this one has a little bit more of like resistance to it this Mm -hmm. one's a little bit more silky right Uh, wow you you have even you have a right hand man to do a zoom meeting with (laughs) and she's like trying to be like "Uh, this is more silky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this
1: one is um, more see-through. <laughs> it, it, that, that's how basically our conversation goes, yeah, all the time. All
0: the time. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, fam, we're going to be talking a lot more about uh, Humbooks. We're going to be talking about the brand Hoya. I think a lot of you are super curious as to, like, how you can get your hands on more items, more clothes, and all that other stuff. So if you have any more questions and messages through the V Live, through our YouTube live stream, or through our homepage, continue to send those in. You want to message me? Yeah. Go A R I R A N G. ArirangRadio.com It's insider day as you continue to listen to the second hour of K-pop in here on Adidang Radio. I am in the awesome presence of CEO Katarina in the studio. I was actually just asking her about her name because I'm so used to Esther's. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica's (laughs) and uh, yeah a lot of those so I was just saying how
1: beautiful her name was and there's a behind story behind this Um, yeah it's my baptized name because my mom used to be Catholic okay that's how she gave me that name it's
0: a beautiful name thank you it's a beautiful name
1: Okay, so uh,
0: it's Maho was asking on our uh, YouTube live stream that I remember seeing a video where some of the fabric that you used was a vintage humbug fabric. Was that a choice due to the design of that particular humbug, or what did it have to, something to do with sustainability?
1: Um, there are many reasons actually. So, firstly, I like fleshy stuff. Yes. On the extra yes. girl. Yes. Um, so any everything that was available in the market were. Didn't satisfy me. Right. It wasn't like flashy enough. It wasn't extra enough. And then I found these beautiful vintage fabric in the corner of the room. Like it was literally like in the corner. And right. I asked them like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Oh, these are the fabric that were made like ten or twenty years ago, and nobody uses them, so it's kind of just stuck in the right. storage." And um, they. In the fir- At the first time, they kind of um, went against my opinion because they were like, oh, it, this is going to be really hard because each fabric has different design. Right. So you cannot mass produce it. Right, right, and right, then right, you right. also have to basically take pictures of each skirt. So that's right. too much work. Right, right. But I really wanted to use that. It was too pretty not to not to buy. It. So I was just like, um, I'll I'll take it. I'll take the risk. I'll just work harder. I'll just sleep three hours a day. And then I picked it out. <laughs> and that was the first reason. Like, it was flashy and it was really mm-hmm. beautiful. Second was due with the sustainability. Okay. Um, because they're 100% biodegradable silk. So no. it cannot like... um. You can literally burn it and it will just turn into ashes. Okay. It's not going to be... Like, rotting uh. on the ground for, like, 200, 300 right. years, like, polyester. Right. So, due to the sustainability would be the second um, reason. Okay. And third is, I'm actually not the first person to ever make humbug with vintage fabric. There were already two different humbug designers who did that. I really wanted to buy it, but the skirts were, like, this small. Mm. So, I couldn't buy mm. it. So, obviously, mm. I wanted...
0: In right. my size. Right, 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 <laughs> that right. That was
1: the third reason. So yeah, there are um, there are three reasons why I used these fabric and that okay. would be it.
0: Um so from from now on, since we do have another designer on board and you know the collections are starting to come and whatnot. Um, do you plan on trying to use a little bit more sustainable fabrics? Um despite maybe price in
1: the future or I actually recently made the trousers, and then even though it's a little bit not really um, flexible or kind of um, it doesn't feel super soft, um, but I did choose like recycled nylon okay with absolutely no polyester. Okay, um, it cost a lot, <laughs> but I mean, that's the bare minimum I could do for the earth, right? Right, so, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for. Fabric that are more eco-friendly, for sure. Okay. I think that's something I want to pursue right. in this business. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, So, I was looking at your outfit that you're wearing today, and I have to say that it's slaying in on so many different levels. So, I'm looking at the skirt, and it seems, you told me that it was hand embroidered. Yep. the jacket so you're because the ones that I've been seeing they're very flamboyant they're also extremely beautiful (laughs) were these already prints that were on there so these were already on there yes
1: so this these are the patterns that were trending back in like 10 20 years ago so this is
0: this is why you wanted them pretty much
1: yeah it it pretty much explains it though because Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. the placing and everything it's just Mm -hmm. it's superb thank you (laughs) I mean like it's, I guess the the trend in humble at the moment is more like about simple mm. and very subtle mm-hmm. and just giving like uh, very pastel colors. I mean, right. I like them too, but I'm just more of a. Extra
0: person. I mean, and yes, extra is the best. Um, When it comes to the designs, I feel that uh, you were saying it earlier about the traditional markets are very conservative. Mm -hmm. I feel that it's been a universal topic. So I've been talking with a few different humble designers here Mm -hmm. in Korea. Uh, Tana, who is extremely big right now, thanks to Blackpink, mm-hmm. um, Kim Nir as well. Mm-hmm. He's been using hanbok um, fabric to make suits. And oh, when I'm asking both of them like questions, like, what do you define as like a hanbok? Mm-hmm. I feel that that's like, the biggest topic right now, between elders or people who think that hanboks need to, quote unquote, look a certain uh-huh, way, right? to where, you know, I mean, the 21st we're, you know, we're not in the chosen dynasty anymore. <laughs> so where does a lot of the inspiration come from for your hanboks? Um, Do you kind of take it based off of just like the fabric you see? Um, or how do you just, just decide if this is going to be like a short jacket or like a long skirt, short skirt? Because you do have a short skirt on mm-hmm. right
1: now. So how does that process go? Um, well, since it is a cultural wear and it's a traditional item, um, I do get inspirations from the hanbok books, like okay. really old ones like from Korean old folk paintings. Okay. And sometimes I go to like National Museum in Korea. They have stunning, stunning pieces. Oh, yeah. And those inspire me a lot. Okay. For sure. Um So that's why I kept with very basic items in the beginning, just such okay. as long skirt or just slightly I mean, they're called mini, but they're not even really mini language right, They right, cover right, my right. knees. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, right. Um, you would not consider this a mini skirt. <laughs> so, yeah, I started with very basic stuff like mm-hmm. a wrap skirt. And then um I get inspirations a lot from my followers, actually, because okay. they, they throw me ideas. And I think it's incredible because me as a creator and the followers who are the customers, we basically share opinions together and then we create a unique piece together. I wow. think that's what makes uh, my pieces unique because it's majority of them are opinions or suggestions that I got from my followers. Wow. Yeah, th-
0: um, so, so up until now, I think one of the most common questions I saw on your actual shopping page at the moment mm-hmm. was... Are you ever gonna restock? It's like this are you gonna get a restock of this? Is this coming oh. back into stock? Is this a restock? Which cause I feel as a consumer, because we can browse your feed and we can browse the stuff that's been purchased in the past and like we see your oh, videos, yeah. like, oh that's so cute. Is that there any so for for now, pretty much, because of the limited access to the fabric that you had at hand, pretty much all of the
1: ones that are sold out are done basically pretty yes. much like sometimes if I'm lucky enough I do find um, for example like two rolls of same pattern fabric right then I can make two right but usually they only have one mm-hmm. left only so. right I did explain like from the beginning thing, guys, this is a fabric, like a dead stock fabric that's not ever going to come back. So once it's Mm -hmm, mm sold it's probably not going to come back, but we do have like similar ones. That's what I've been explaining from... The very big yeah. Well, Yeah, and I mean, obviously, as a smaller business, it's obviously a little bit more of a process of
0: explaining to the people who are purchasing your clothes mm-hmm. than, you know, like a big name brand. Um, I've been seeing on a few of these, like, you know, f- fashion competition programs that they've been like... Creating their their own fabric. So it seems like patterns right. now are pretty much done. Like everybody's done every single pattern mm-hmm. or like design out there. Mm-hmm. So now people are trying to get more unique with the way that the fabric is printed. Right. So right. for the future for Hoya as a collection, maybe, would that be something that you would also maybe like to think
1: of as a CEO? I would love to if I can afford it. <laughs> Absolutely, I would love to make my own print. Right, maybe with because um our brand name Hoya means evening butterfly. Maybe with some butterfly patterns or the logo of our brand. that would be that would be brilliant. I would love to do that. Really, (laughs) (laughs) only if I have the money. (laughs) And it always ends
0: up coming down to this. (laughs) um so so far i mean Hoya as a brand is sustainable it's trying to access the consumer as conveniently as possible it seems Um, price-wise I'd have to be very honest because these are like one-of-a-kind items I'd have to say the price range Preferent. I mean, it's not cheap, but then again, it's not like the most expensive thing in the world out there either. Mm-hmm. Um, For what you're getting, I feel that so far the brand is kind of off to a great start. Um, so where, as a, a CEO, and I noticed that you you did a pop-up or like a store showroom recently here in Seoul. So uh, what is the future of maybe like offline instead of just online purchases? Are we ever going to be seeing like an offline store?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm actually opening a showroom. Right. Okay. It's near DDP. Okay. Right in front of... Uh, not, actually, not the front, but the back. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. back backside of the Gwangi Moon Gate. Ooh. The Gwangi Gate. So it has a spectacular view. <laughs> and um, we're almost done, actually. I, okay. Just construction. There's just something that I left to do. Okay. But we're almost done. Um, I made like a little section where i put all of our vintage that stock fabric so customers can pick whatever color they want and then so then we can like make it right away when they pick it i made like a cute little station in the showroom really so So we can actually go and get like a one of a kind yeah you can so that's what i wanted to do so that's why it took a while but yeah it's almost getting finished um it's not like a, like a temporary uh. pop-up. It's a permanent un- unless I go bankrupt, so it will be always there. Okay, so it's
0: going to be there. So <laughs> yeah. even though you plan to probably go back and forth to the States, mm-hmm. we're going to have people yep. taking care of the showroom. Yes, yes. Okay, absolutely. so pretty much in Seoul, if you're there, all we need to do is go check out the showroom <laughs> as it's going to be there for uh, the time being. Uh, before we go into a song break oh do i want to just have to know you brought in a bag and i don't know if it's to show us or if it's just stuff that you needed to take to uh the shop later on but what was in your
1: bag that you brought in i I brought a few of my pieces to show it to you because um i thought that would be great (laughs) to share can I see them?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, oh, yay. I, I, I was going to maybe go to a song break, but no, a song break later. Where mm-hmm. uh, she brought in clothes. <laughs> I'm a kid in a candy store at the moment. Mm-hmm. She brought some of her hanboks. Okay. So uh, these are some of the designs that I'm guessing that either are these yours or are these ones that we can actually see in the showroom if I go later on today?
1: Um, <laughs> you, you, so, they are I need to know if I can open my wallet or not. (laughs) These are um, so again made with that stock fabric. So uh, we have tons of them, but um, yeah, these are not like sold out ones. Okay, okay, so these are actually available. So like, for example, excuse the number is just for me (laughs) to just to know which number it is. So that would be the most popular. Mini humbugs oh, there we Hot go. Chef. Look at this, look at the color. Oh, look at the designs. So, again, these are designs that were already on the fabric. Yes. Yep. okay, and wow. some of them are like even hand painted, some of Whoa. them are hand embroidered. Um, I think it's brilliant. They're all amazing, very flashy. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. You gotta love the we have to live for the flash. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll let
0: you pull out another one,
1: <laughs> not, not so that we step on all of the um, amazing. The other one is like uh, the salt out slit skirts Ooh! oh yeah your slit skirts are extremely these, beautiful these were really popular but it just, it just it takes 8 hours to make one slit skirt so it takes a while to restock them that's it takes
0: 8 hours to make one of these? <laughs> yep
1: so that's why I don't have many of them because everyone bought it literally everyone bought like everything and <laughs>
0: looking at the, the seams there's a reason why this takes 8 hours
1: <laughs> everything is overworked
0: Wow, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Again, these are size inclusive, fam. Mm-hmm. These are size inclusive. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, fifty six inches in the waist. Whoa, so. look at that. That's yeah, very inclusive. Very
0: <laughs> inclusive. And one thing that you were saying earlier, though, that mm-hmm. um the humbug itself, because it is a wrap skirt, mm-hmm. it is a little bit more adjustable. Yeah, for people
1: mm-hmm. when they do wear them. Yeah. So um, this is the most popular size because um it can fit from person like me so i'm like us 14 okay and it fits people up to us 28 wow so that's why it's very flexible very
0: impressive as soon as you started showing these our chat just went crazy (laughs) like omg 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 (laughs) the chat has gone crazy Um, so slit skirt wise, so I feel that these small, the shorter skirts and the more you know, like skirt skirt ones, mm-hmm. are are in stock. But the the slip, the the
1: side slip ones, are? like slit, I don't have many. But okay. I I am like constantly okay. making them. Okay, it just, there we it, go. It just takes a long time to create
0: one. <laughs> to create one. Yeah, I think I saw you post one of those as well. Mm-hmm. That the process of making these actually, it's not a m- very fast fashion mm-hmm. item. Yeah, we are definitely slow fashion. <laughs> <laughs> definitely slow fashion. Where are you listening from? Let us know. Leave it at arirangradio.com. It's Wednesday, it's insider day here on K-pop and as you continue to listen to Arirang Radio, I'm your host D-Hack and today as it's the last day of the five days horror holiday, I had to have a sit down with a young and hip, in her 20s, inclusive size humble CEO. Katarina in the studio. Thank you so much for being here on this holiday. Uh, it's my honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I love <laughs> everything we're talking about today. So, um, we are going, to, we have this segment as kind of like we treat everybody who is in this seat, that, not as a hot seat, but more of like you're an idol for okay. today. So channel your Blackpink or whoever, me or whoever else, uh, female celebrity that you love. Uh, you are going to be, OX questions that we're going to ask you, uh, you're going to use that little panel in front of you and i'm going to count down from three to see what your answer is to these questions i think i'm going to get a lot of o's but we'll see so i think i am the most charming thing in the world i wouldn't change myself even if they wanted to three two one of course (laughs) (laughs) okay um, when uh if I look back at my uh childhood and where I could have gone, uh maybe I would have loved to go back to maybe working on music again, three two one. Oh,, ooh! actually
1: it didn't stop. I'm still making oh, okay. albums actually. okay, so <laughs> she's
0: still making music. there we go. Uh, as you've been making more hanboks, uh and seeing more celebrities make them, there's actually a celebrity I would love to dress with my clothes. Three, two, one. Yes. Okay. Uh, after, you know, doing a few interviews and being on today's show, I think that, you know, broadcast isn't that bad. I feel that maybe doing more TV or broadcast would be definitely something I'd like to do. Three, two, one. Looks like, like... spinning it spinning it spinning it
1: i'm an introvert so
0: oh there we go and uh there is so many things more not just toya itself that i am willing to dive in and just explore businessly three two one Okay. Of course. (laughs) Of course. So, who's this celebrity that you would love to, or celebrities that you would love to dress? One
1: and only CL.
0: There we go! (laughs) The Queen. (laughs) So, okay, if you were to dress CL, what kind of humbug would you want to give her? Would you want to give her, like, the Met Gala type of a humbug design? Or would you want her to be more of, like, a stage performance design? Because I feel that would be very different.
1: I actually brought it, if you don't mind sharing it. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: oh, <laughs> oh. oh so, yes, please.
1: <laughs> I, so, CL, um, I think she's... An, Absolutely amazing person, and she also always wears a bit of. She always like adds like a traditional accents to mm-hmm, it, even like mm-hmm. the Met Gala. Like, like it was very humble inspired. Yeah, right. like the the bow, and um, if you watch her like other performances, she wears a lot of um Korean style clothes that people do not recognize. even right. like she once wore like a padded jacket, but that was in 색dong right, pattern, right, 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 like right, 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 right. So. Um, I, I didn't bring it in her size, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it
0: is size-inclusive anyways. Yeah, this is
1: actually... This is not hanbok. So this is actually more like a tackwear, okay. um, trousers that I designed. But I we did use like a leftover hanbok, hanbok fabric. Right, to make so, it. So this is actually the plus-size one, but... <gasps> oh, look so. at the design. Oh, my goodness. So, well, it has like, so it has like six pockets, <laughs> and the top here that's made of humbug fabric, but right. these are recycled nylon because sustainability is a big <laughs> but, thing for you. Yeah, right? But I did think I would, I did like think of CL when I was designing this piece, like, definitely I was only thinking about her.
0: <laughs> definitely, I would totally see her wear this like for a performance, highlight it, mm-hmm. give her a crop top, even a. Togori on top, mm-hmm. opened it. There yeah. we go. CL, if you're watching this, this
1: is reserved for you. Come get it. Come
0: get it. I will fly myself to your location to give this to you personally. Um. So talking about music, you've always been uh, a fan of music, it seems. So other than CL, do you have any other
1: music that you really love to listen to? Are you talking about like... Um uh, Artist specifically, artists. Or Artist like genre,
0: genre. doesn't matter. Maybe like your own stuff when you create it. Are you more of like a K hip hop, like a CL oriented type of uh, a genre, or?
1: I actually listen to like seventies, eighties, nineties K pop. Really, lot. like when really? I when I lived in Korea, when people are so busy going to like nightclubs in Itaewon or Hongdae, like for hip. Like music. Uh uh I went to Uljiro and Jonglo for that type of music.
0: (laughs) You're an old soul. I (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So you love going to, like, you know, these old, like, uh, LP bars and listen to those like classics.
1: Mm-hmm. There, there, there are go. even like microphone and when, usually like a lot of elderly people out there and they just sing like the old 60s, 70s K-pop and then I think that's just amazing because it's the type of music I love <laughs> and they're always like these elderly people are like how do you know this song? <laughs> so, it's fun. It's it's fun. It's something I always recommend to my friends who visit Korea. like, really? I'm like don't go to Taiwan, go to Jong로. Right. That's the... That's, that's the, the hot thing. place yeah. to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the hot place to be. Whoa, that's amazing. Is there any, like, uh older artists, like, more of a veteran artist, dead or alive, that you would like to maybe, like, collaborate if you could? Like, it's a dream <gasps> collaboration. Uh... I love, I love how, like, all the clothes questions today, she's like, oh, I have nothing, no problem answering this. But now it's <laughs> like, okay, hold on. I have too many. wan sun Woo! Ooh, <laughs> There we go. So, yeah, she's over there in the corner with, like, immortal song specials that she <laughs> loves to watch.
1: Or, in the new also, room. like, Pat Kim. There we I, go. I've, I've seen her in real life. I was, like... St- <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> say anything. I was but I think she would look amazing in Hamburg. Oh she yeah, she has that Like.
0: Oh she, yeah, and in your stuff, she would nail it. Mm-hmm. Nail mm-hmm. it. Okay, so maybe the next time I see uh, Katarina, she's going to be having uh, Patty Kim with us and like a whole <laughs> new line of clothing and whatnot. Fam, you can find her on social media. So we didn't even get a chance to talk about your social media career. And I was going to talk about that too today. Okay. Uh we have to say goodbye. Uh, other than the store that we are seeing the offline store that's ca- popping up, is there anything that hoya fans can look forward to in 2022? In
1: 2022.
0: Are we getting more lines? Is there new stuff launching?
1: Yeah, um so you guys will definitely see the the hanbok trousers, like a hanbok inspired trousers. And I'm making also like a hanbok robe that you can wear like very casually at home or like outdoor as well, like both. Um, and more like actual, like traditional style, jogori, a lot of people have been asking for it. Right, so right, right, That's definitely something I'm working on at the moment. Okay. Well, with that, it seems like we already have to say goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: And hopefully I can have you back in the studio sometime soon. Thank you. <laughs> right, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks.